sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we get it. Till we get it. Paul Wall in the Coopers, what was they talking? Money speak, all that bullshit, keep it. Run the side, run the side, run the Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. That's what I like to hear. Honestly, I've been chipper since the weather changed. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, well, I got a, I got a wild mind, they tell me. Uh, hey, can I what you're saying? You got what? A wild mind. I got some screws loose up there is what they tell me. Just a goofy thing. I'm, I'm goofing. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Listen, life is good. Now enjoy it. Ah, that's what I'm talking about. What do you guys got going on over there? I, I can hear to what I hear a little bit kind of every other word. You uh, ask me how we doing here? You well, no, what's going on over there? What do you mean? What type of business am I getting into here? I don't know. I think I'm stopping by. Um, 15, 30 minutes up the road. And I'm kind of, you know, wonder what's going on over there. Well, we are open. All right. So everybody's welcome to come anytime. I can wear sunglasses inside. It's not a problem. Um, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of dark in here as it is, but that's okay. You can wear sunglasses if you wish. Awesome. What is there a dress code of any kind? Uh, right now, it's between uh, time and a sense. So if you come right now, then it's not quite very much of a dress code. There should be casual business casual, but like I said, uh, we don't have any customer right now. It's still early. Perfect. I'm wearing a full leather tuxedo. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's why I wanted to check, make sure this is the type of place I can kind of get down at. Yeah. I got a Bluetooth speaker. Uh, I wanted to set it on a table and just play some inspirational speeches from a, uh, from a, a life coach that I've been following. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's nobody is the restaurant at this point of time, and you can play anything you wish. Okay, incredible. If someone comes in, am I going to be asked to turn off my inspirational speeches? Because I do, it's me, I'm the life coach, and I would like my uh, words to just be heard by your, your parishioners. Uh, well, I, uh, how long are you planning to stay here for supper? Uh, hour, hour and a half minimum. Uh, yeah, I think like uh, yeah, that'll be okay. Okay. Uh, I I don't think we're gonna have anybody till know uh, this time is saying so that'll be still good. Okay, so I'm glad our timing aligned there. That's actually pretty helpful for me. Well, this is it. I mean, listen, I hear where you come from. You wanna be inspired, this and that. But in the same time, when you are working with many people around, you kind of you have to consider everybody because not everybody will feel the same way as you and I may feel. So, but I'm saying right now it's fine because, you know, it's in between dinner time and uh, no problem. Okay, perfect. I mean, honestly, I, I can give you some of my tapes on credit and then you can you can listen to them and maybe get inspired yourself. Listen, I already am very inspired. I'm one of these people who always looks to improve herself. So, nice. you know, you are, this is it. So I feel like I don't need more other help. Well, I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you know, kind of life guidance in general. I can always point you in the best direction. You know, I can, 
lift you up when if you feel down you know i'm i'm kind of a, a full service life coach and I'll, I'll play my tapes you know i got about a 90 90 minute tape i was hoping to play in on my bluetooth speaker about the size of a dang boom box and i i think you guys will kind of get the gist of what i'm talking about when it comes down to inspiring loving your neighbor uh I walk around barefoot oh, for the most part. Oh, a little one. Uh, forgive me, but believe me, I I don't need this type of inspiration because I'm already there. How? Who had inspired you? I, that, yeah. Uh, what you saying? How'd you get? How'd you get your inspiration? Where's Where's your spark come from? From within. From within. Good answer. Yes. Absolutely. Are you? Have you done life coaching before? Uh, life coaching, uh, maybe some, maybe not. I do come from a background where you constantly look and uh, reanalyze your situation and others so you can be more forgiven and uh, uh, be able to hear better uh, and understand people don't communicate the same level as you do. Yeah, I think. And, and therefore. I think you... Because life coaching is a pretty lucrative business, if you don't mind me saying so. I think you could do really well. Thank you so much. You're absolutely correct. I can do really well indeed. How much do you charge life coach? Yeah, listen, right now I'm happy. I feel like uh, I have my business. I'm content with my business, with my soul, with my spirit. And um, I feel like, um, you know, I'm on the right spot right now, in the right place and time. I think you hear 90 minutes of my speaking and you'll say, I don't know what true inspiration is. And then you are going to be whole, held in a whole new direction. You're going you're gonna to absolutely explode. You're going to go say, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. What do you think about that? I know, little one, no, I, believe me, you, you, you don't understand whom you're talking to. You know, it's, uh, I'm completely content. I'm completely, um, for now, that's the way it goes. Who knows, five, ten years from now will be something different, but I am content. I am completely pleased. And uh, we all need work, for sure, including you and I, uh, to keep us in the right, perfect balance. But uh, right now, I'm, I'm at peace. I'm content. I Cynthia, don't was it? Was it Cynthia? No, it's not Cynthia. I think you got the wrong phone number. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, it was a pleasure to talk to you, okay? No, what was your name again? My name's Satchel. Here's the thing, is I think if we applied our life coaching skills together and put it in a direction in front of people, I, I mean, I think this morning I got, well, I, got, I got up, I dipped myself in wax, I put on my leather tuxedo, I've been riding my motorcycle around just shouting, howling at the moon, making absolutely no sense of this little small beat town. I'm thinking that you and I, Cynthia, Kindred spirits. We 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 should get a life coaching and build an absolute empire. What do you think about that? I already have my empire. I already built my empire. And you and I, yes, we can do wonderful best coaches, life coaches, and we can inspire so many people around. But my business facilitates for me that type of um, avenue. So that's the reason I'm saying I am absolutely content and I do inspire others to come close to me or um, nearby or wherever and I'm inspired by them and I will prefer to go that route. I feel like 
uh, that's the way we should all human beings. We come in, in contact with each other and inspire as much as we can each other. That's you gotta buy one of my books. You gotta buy one of my tapes or one of my books. You're gonna love it. It's right up your alley. Oh. I am sure. I am sure. I am sure. But um, you have to forgive me in this point of time. There is somebody else here waiting and um, good luck. Hey. Really good luck. And you know, don't continue. Don't don't quit dreaming and and laughing and singing and dressing up and dream to the sky. Okay. Thank you, Cynthia. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Enjoy the day. And okay. you as well. Bye bye. Hello. Hey, hey. How you doing? Good. Sorry to bother you. My wife is just crawling up my tail right now. Uh, she sent me this number because you have a, a, a ladder available on Facebook Marketplace. I believe we sold the ladder. I'm looking at, at, at an ad right now. And what does it say? Because my wife did the post. It says, ladder available, best offer $15. Or $15 OBO. Okay, that's not our ad. I think you got the wrong phone number. How much did you sell that ladder for? Well, we had a we had a couple of them. We had an extension ladder we sold for eighty dollars. Wow, that's quite the price for a ladder these days, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, Democrats are doing everything they can do to make enjoying a beautiful Sunday afternoon illegal. Am I right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I think you got the wrong number for the, you know, this is the wrong person, but no, that's yours. Okay, sir, thank you very much. Hey, anytime. I can call back if now's not a good time. Uh, well, I don't have a ladder available for sale. I'm looking at the ad, and the la ladder looks available. Yeah, my wife did not post that ad. I think you have the wrong phone number or the wrong ad. My she wife is on my tail about getting a ladder right now. She is going nutso berserko about ladders. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, yeah. No, we do not have a ladder available. I'm looking at an ad. I, I mean, I don't think you're... I just want to make sure... Because I can call back if you just don't want to sell me one right now. I'm not trying to no. put pressure on you. I do not have a ladder available. If you do and you just need me to call back at a different time, that's not a problem. I Just, just be forward with me, no. brother. Alright, I was going to give you top dollar for it, but if anything changes, give me a call back. Okay, sir. Thank you. Alright, well, do you have a ladder? Okay. You know the TikTok joke where it's just me and the little wife beater, and I say we don't call them wife beaters anymore, we call them bitch respecters? Yeah. A guy stitched it whose TikTok name was Bitch Respector and said, let's go. And I got all stoked. And then I watched his stand-up. And what, here's my theory on this guy. Because his stand-up's not bad or anything. It's not like dog shit. It's just very green. Yeah. My theory on this guy is he's famous on Twitter. I haven't checked his Twitter or anything. My theory is he's famous on Twitter or he was famous on Vine. And he's walking into stand-up with the confidence of, I'm going to post my sets online. You know what I'm saying? Yeah been doing this a decade i rarely post my sets online i got like one set on my instagram one set on youtube one set on vimeo you know 
mostly because it's an experience, baby. You got to, you got to <laughs> energy, baby. That's what I tell people. Well, no. And I mean, your, your set's always changing and you know, it's, you always want to make sure it's like something that you're comfortable with being out there. And uh, I, I like mean, to say comedy is a living science, not a dead science. Unless you are dead. Yeah. Then it's dead as shit. Then you got nothing new. Yeah. You ever tempted to say, I mean, I'm sometimes not tempted, but I think about it. What if I can get away with stealing dead comedians jokes? I think people get caught doing that where it's like a low level comedian and then you steal their jokes. I don't want to do that. Obviously, you know, my jokes are absolute fucking art. Obviously, you know, I'm the Picasso of my generation. Um, I mean, dead, living, obscure, famous comedians steal other comedians jokes all the fucking time. You know, wild, huh? Yeah. Absolutely wild. Or one one comedian will say, "Hey, so and so did a joke about masturbation. Uh-huh. He stole my joke, even though it's like completely different. It's the, the only similarity is like, yeah, y'all both started the story about jerking off." At the same time, I know a comic, a good friend of mine, and she told me she this was years ago. Maybe she doesn't do this anymore, but I remember her saying, "Oh, I got inspired by this comedian's joke to make a joke like this." Mm-hmm. And it's like not it's like same concept, different bits. But like even that, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'd rather just tell my little stories. I'd rather just tell my little stories than have to try to think of stuff. I've never sat down to write comedy, Robert. Does that make me sound dumb? Or is it just the other stuff I say makes me sound dumb? <laughs> I think it's the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, that's reasonable. Everything else you say is that I'm not too sure about. Well, do you want to explain to our listeners why uh, it's been about a month since we've released an episode got married baby yeah oh yeah the whole kit and caboodle you know what i mean married uh that's about the gist of it i got married well you didn't just get married where where i want i want all the details for our listeners so they can i i want our listeners at the end of this episode to feel like they they actually got married themselves the same way you did Here's what's wild. All right. So we go into the marriage store, um, whatever it's called, Travis County, you know, the courthouse. What's it? Yeah. We go in there. We go in, not the courthouse, the. um, It's um, like the county clerk's office. Yeah. The county clerk's office. It's like where you go, the DMV area. You know what I mean? The DMV area. Well, you don't, you don't go to the DMV for your, your marriage license. Well, it's like not the DMV. You go to like where you would pay for your registration. You go to the same office for Travis County. Yeah, I've I've been there to 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 renew my registration before. So I go in there where like we made an appointment. A lot of uh, lady makes us take an oath that we're not married, that we're not cousins, that we're not married. Um, anyways, um, they give us the license. We're good to go. We're gonna get married in Santa Barbara because my parents are sick, right? Yeah. So we want them to be able to see it. It's just my, my chick's parents and my parents. Um, we realize at the bottom of the license that it's like, hey, this is good in the county you get married in. And we're like, oh, shit. And so we look into getting a license in California. And it would have been super easy. The only issue is the name change because my chick wants to take my last name because it's you know mm-hmm. good, classy name. She wants that last name. And so she was like, uh-oh, I don't know about this. You know, it's, it's way easier. And so what we did like three weeks ago is we just got married. Just her and I just had a pastor we know um, sign the certificate. So like technically we got married on the 6th 
of June. Mm-hmm. And we went and got a nice dinner. I wore my wedding ring so we could free champagne. And then we took off our wedding rings and we went back to being fiancés. And then we got married in Santa Barbara and we got like pronounced husband wife in front of God and our in front of our families. Because other people would be like, oh, so you got married? I'm like, yeah, we didn't say vows though. We got married in the state of Texas, not in the eyes of God. You know, there's a difference. So we, we got married in the eyes of God. Was it a Republican? Like, Oh, I'm at no, I, no. She's like a Democrat. You can tell she's from Oregon. Really nice lady. My chick's best friend's mom's a Methodist pastor. Type of Methodist that calls Jesus a woman. You know what I mean? Just the chillest type of pastor. Had tattoos. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was chill. It was a super beautiful wedding. I, you know, obviously, I'm very in love with my wife, so I was really excited. She was out of her mind excited. I loved it. She loved it. We we're vibing. You get that, right? You're vibing. You ever getting married? You're vibing, right? Yeah, we because Katie and I got. Uh... We did the courthouse wedding back in November in Texas before we moved. Hang on. We're going to pause right now. Are you wearing an extra ring, Robert? Oh, <laughs> no, that's Let's my wedding. Hands. Oh, wait. I like You're... to put on my pinky sometimes to be a bad boy. Just in case the girls are out? Yeah, just especially if I'm like holding something like the mic, I'll put it on the pinky ring to make sure people see it extra nice. Nice. That way, really let him know. Say, hey, you can look, but no touch. Robert's a spoken for man. Yeah. Oh, Bobby already took someone's last name. You took her last name, right? No, we didn't. We didn't do a name change like officially. Uh huh. Um, we are talking about her maybe taking my last name socially. But you know, right. like when it comes like her bank account, she's not going to go to the bank and be like, "Hey, I need all this shit put into his last name now." So my chick just got like a little form that you fill out. It's called like new name or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they, you just send them your information and they do all that for you. They call the bank, they call the feds, they call the state. They'll even call Netflix, you know? Cause like my chick's last name, McBurney, right? She hates that last name. And right. I'll be honest, it sucks. It's a shitty last name. It was, it's one of the worst parts about her. So <laughs> she's, she's pretty excited. Yeah. She's pretty excited about that, man. We're moving to Tulsa. We got married and moving to Tulsa for like a year. Honestly, bro, we're probably going to move back to either Austin or Houston at the end of the year. You know? Well then, why, well, then why bother moving to a new state at all? Let me hit you. They'll give you $10,000 to move there. The rent is about a third or a fourth of the price. And okay. so it's like, we're applying for a place right now that after our grant, because it comes $500 a month, you get like 3000 to move there, 500 a month, and another couple grand whenever the year is up. But like 500 a month for 10 months, right? Mm-hmm. Or I guess 12 months. No, 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 10 months because the first and last are when you get your big checks. And so for 10 months, our rent will be like $900. And it's like, we can save up money. We can save up so much money. And I'll be coming to Austin. Resound just asked me to do a show for them in September. I'm doing my weekend of, in Valve in January. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going, but I'll come back to Austin pretty regularly because it's literally cheaper to live in Tulsa and go to Austin once a month than it is to live in Austin at this point, if you want a yard. I guess so, but it like, okay, so first off, Oklahoma is desperate for residents that they're going to pay you to move there. If you're cute, yeah. <laughs> if you're cute. Yeah, I threw on this bitch respecter, got into the Zoom meeting and said, let me move. I showed him my back tat. I said, let me, I want to check out my back tat. I told him about my butthole blood stuff, you know what I mean? How bloody my butthole is. I stop wiping when there is more poop. Than, I mean, more blood than poop. That's when I stop wiping. 
the board of arts and entertainment for the for the state was like, yeah, we want him as a resident. Oh yeah, they on him on our Wikipedia list. Oh yeah, notable residents of Tulsa is like Hanson, <laughs> that band, the Gap band. Yeah, and, and then like fifteen murderers. Yeah. Me and two other open micers that moved there for the grant. Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing. I wasn't. I swear to God, this is true, Robert. I swear to fucking God, this is true. I'm in a bar in Tulsa a few weeks ago because they pay for you to go out there for like a hosted visit. I swear to fucking God, this is true. I'm trying to buy weed because it's legal there, but not if you don't live there. So I'm like trying to buy weed from a resident. They're all pretty much saying no. This one fool's like, sure, bro, just come over to my table. I'll give you a little weed. And I was like, bet. Thank you. Let's go. Walk up to his table. Girl at his table says, this might sound weird, but are you on TikTok? I say, yeah, I'm on TikTok. I'm, I was like, I'm very online. I'm on all of them. And she's like, dude, I just saw a video where you pretended to be related to Sandra Bullock. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's me. And so I sit down to their table and they all like, they're awesome. I was having the most fun time I've had at a bar with strangers. We're all chit-chatting. Their friends were coming up. I was meeting their friends. And I was like, damn, dude, Tulsa kind of slaps for like chit-chatty dudes like me. Like, I'll be straight, bro. Because it's small town. It's small town, bro. It is. Yeah. But like dudes like me in small towns where it's like, we're just chatty. You know what I mean? I'm 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 the worst. I'm the most annoying, the most chatty. Small town chatty guys, we're a dime a dozen. There's like a million other dudes in there that just want to chit chat for a bit. We have no goals in life. We have no real ambitions. Just chit chatty. Let's goof a bit. Oh, I loved it. So I'm excited for the year, man. What if we love it and stay? That'd be great. But I mean, realistically, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tulsa is like, you know, the absolute best thing that ever happened. But maybe it's just another normal small town that I stay in and save up some money save a whole lot of money living in Tulsa because I work from home. I have a good job. Not a great job, but a good one. Yeah. You know, with, with Tulsa though, like I've, I've heard from like a bunch of like indie bands and some comics too that, you know, like Tulsa, like a lot of them are just like, Oh yeah. Like, I, you know, whenever I get a show at Tulsa, you know, I, I, I enjoy spending like the weekend there. You know, whenever I go there, there's some really cool guys there. Like it, it sounds like it's a pretty cool small town kind of yeah. in the middle of nowhere. I think it, I think a lot of people they're just kind of caught off guard. Like they're like, oh, I didn't know there was actually like any cool people in the state of Oklahoma, yeah, and they just happen to be in Tulsa. My but, skinny is when I moved to Austin, bro. I paid my first round was like three hundred bucks a month. My next one was four hundred five. My third was six hundred, and it's like, yeah, dude, I worked at Bolden Creek Cafe, made like six hundred bucks a week. My rent was six hundred dollars. I was living the fucking dream, dude. I had a twelve hundred dollar budget as a twenty two year old drug addict. My life ruled. Okay. Like I was like, this fucking slaps. And now I'm like, man, I pay like 1700 bucks for a one bedroom apartment. It's like, I want a beautiful yard. I want to be able to like, cause like how much does jujitsu cost here, bro? $200 a month is how much jujitsu costs here. You know what jujitsu jiu-jitsu costs in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Half that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, everything's cheaper there. It's like the reason that people from California moved to Austin because they're like, oh my God, everything's so much cheaper. New Yorkers come here and they're like, oh my God, every-. it's say how I felt in Tulsa. Where it's like, we went to a nice dinner, me and my chick, where it'll cost like a hundred bucks for a beautiful dinner with drinks. Nice. Also, I've been edge. I think it's been like two weeks since I had a drink. Oh, yeah? Yeah, not forever. Just like edge right now. And it's like, damn, feels good. I feel energetic. I wake up early. But didn't you, didn't you have your honeymoon in New Orleans? We were drunk the whole time, yeah. Okay, and so it's been two weeks since the honeymoon? Yeah, about that, about that, about that. Okay. About that, about that, about that. Where'd y'all go in New Orleans? Oh, the whole kit. 
Because it's funny because Katie and I got engaged in New Orleans. Oh, really? Where at? Uh, we did it at a uh, Louis Armstrong Park. She proposed to you at Louis Armstrong Park. No, I proposed. <laughs> I'm playing. Uh, not that I'd be anything wrong with that, though, right? No. Just wouldn't feel good, would it? No, I mean it's. I'm sure. You know, going back to Texas and everyone being like, "So, how did you propose?" It's like, "Oh, she proposed," and everyone being like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Would that, you mind it? Personally, no. Like, on, honestly, my my the first girlfriend I ever had, she asked asked me out. And I was nice. like, "Yeah, cool." It's like one less thing for me to deal with. Yeah, hot piece of ass walk around like yeah, but you get asked all the time. Thank God, that's why you put that ring on that pinky of yours. You don't want girls to stop asking you questions. Yeah, hey, Robert's played a little bit today. <laughs> you know how Bobby do play. Bobby has his weekend. You know how you play. Yeah. Mm. I'm guessing y'all just hit like all the big uh big we spots. Gambled. We oh, went you went to, to Harris. Oh, we went to Harris. Oh, fuck yeah. Played roulette, dude. They kicked me out. They said you're winning too much money. They said, hey, they said, hey, Mr. Moneybags, you're ro- you're a bandit, brother. You're robbing us blind. He got out of there. All right. We got our we got our cards right. I went to a voodoo museum. I made a wish and I ended up growing a scary long white hair on my tummy and I tried to pray the wish away. And I was like, Jesus, I'm kidding. I'm a Christian now. Oh my God. Voodoo's so scary. But yeah. <laughs> did you did you uh go to any of the uh cemeteries? Did you do any of those tours? No, we did a swamp tour. I kept I kept pretending like I thought we could hunt the alligators on the swamp tour. I thought that was I thought that was the funniest bit, being like, "Hey, so like, are are we doing like are are, are we gonna like chum the water and then come back with any type of like harpoonery or like what's going on on the hunting side of things?" Guy kept just like nicely explaining to me this wasn't those types of trips. Oh, okay, so on private land you can do that if it's like right, like just trying to explain to me how you can actually hunt alligators. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So you're telling me the hogs out here now? What's the rule on the hogs? Is it open season like Texas? Just acting like acting like I thought I could hunt out there. That was my favorite bit. Ten bucks an ear for a hog, right? Just like in Texas. <laughs> Is that the rule in Texas? Yeah, I think it's like if you bring back a hog's ear, or like I think their head, the state will pay you. Wow. It's it's basically like the the bottle deposit, you know. Yeah, I remember when I saw that you could hunt pythons for money in Florida and make six figures if you do it every day, and I was like, God wants me to hunt pythons. <laughs> I was like, God has called every man to go out and strike down the pythons of Florida. And I was like, then I saw how much you get for hunting their eggs. I was like, oh, y'all are evil. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll get out there. You need a grimy little boy like me out there with no experience. Give me, give me pistols strapped up on every part of my body. I'm going snake hunting. I don't know where they live. I'm shooting. <laughs> shooting first, asking questions. I'm hunting eggs. I'm hunting snake eggs. I'm laying on my tummy, scrambling around on my tummy like an egg, trying to get in their head. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I would six figures, brother, brother. Oh my god! I'd wear a robe of snakes, walk around like I fucking own the place. If it's the same for hogs, dude, I'll travel around, dude. I'm I'm Mister Countrywide, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a gun for hire. Especially if they make me. They say, hey, dude, you got to do it with a bow and arrow. That's how God intended. That's our DNA, man. All right, dude. I'm getting. I'm taking off my shirt. I'm getting down in the grass, and I'm gonna hunt it. I'm gonna take my bow and arrow. Just arrows flying past the snakes, the hogs, dude. They'll learn my name. They're gonna tell their children. I'm gonna have a scary name for that the, the bedtime children. Bedtime stories they tell their children about my bow and arrow. As my my theories on it. Nut up or shut up. Big Bob's truck nut emporium. Big Bob's. Big Bob's has all the nuts. With the largest truck nut selection in Texas, the truck nut state, and on the internet. Look at those nuts. Don't be a wimp and show them your nuts this summer. I love a man with truck nuts. All double axle nuts are 20% off for a limited time. Mm, 
truck nut. Only at Big Bob's Truck Nut Emporium. Big Bob's. My favorite part about comedy? Just doing a little comedy. <laughs> just a little. Oh, yeah. Just a teeny bit. I remember one time I was booked on this podcast in Denton, the Brave Boys. They do really well there. And yep. then the night before, I realized they couldn't get off work the next day, and I sent them a message. And I was like, man, is it worth burning a bridge in Denton because I'll be too tired? And it was like, I felt so bad. I felt so bad that I had to make that decision. I was like, yeah, I have to get back to like real life and like do the things that you need to do to exist. I, I don't know. You know, what if... What if everyone in comedy was given like a $10,000 grant every month and a, a gun and a motorcycle every single month? No questions asked. It's like a blind drop. You just get that given to you. Don't you think everything would be better? No, I don't think there would be any stand-up comedians anymore. You'd just be a bunch of badass motherfuckers riding motorcycles, shooting shotguns in the air, living the Vita Loco? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, was kind of, I guess I'm just describing like a very <laughs> mild version of Mad Max. I've never seen Roadhouse, but I imagine Roadhouse is living something like that. Oh, I've I've seen Roadhouse multiple times. No, way. and it's kind of similar. Not not as apocalyptic as Mad Max, but you know, everyone everyone's going down to the Roadhouse, being bad boys, being Southern bad boys, especially people got like knives at, in the at the end of their boots. You know, they just kind of like got some sort of button switch down there, and it just comes out. You know, play a little stabby stabby, but play a little stabby stabby. But they didn't expect Dalton to be down there being the cooler because he's the bouncer. Man, R- rips a man's throat out. Being a door guy, river. Fun. Yeah, I'm surprised with your experience of being a door guy. You've never seen Roadhouse, or at least been told it like by another door guy, like the entire plot. No, the thing that door guys have in common is smoking weed. Yeah. Door guys are door guys because like we don't <laughs> want to. You know what I mean? Door guys are door guys because like we're good off that. You know what I mean? The door guy motto is nah, not my job. That's like <laughs> being a door guy is like, yeah, I work at a bar. Well, I stand at a bar. Other people have to work. It's like a, I'm good at wearing a black t shirt and standing. Oh yeah, looking at my phone, going like this, just doing the two fingers ID sign, the universal show me your ID. Yeah. One of my favorite days, door guy and this dude came in. He was like, like looked like a little kid, and he came out. He's wearing a Letterman jacket and everything. I swear to God. And he held up his ID, and I looked at it and it said eighteen. I was like, oh, bro, there's a bar. You can't be here. And so he was like, oh, okay. And then turned around and walked away. And the dude behind him turned around and walked away too. And then we get a call from another bar up the street, and they're like, hey, um, uh, is it ATF? Not ATF. TABC is running a, um is like running a gambit right now doing that skinny where they try to hustle you out of your liquor license by giving you to serve a minor. They're doing a sting. A sting is what it's called. Yeah. And they're like, and it's like a clearly a teen wearing a letterman trying to get into bars and an ATF agent behind an ATF TABC agent behind it. And I was like, are you guys fucking serious? I just told that guy they're going to come in. And they were like, good job, JT. And I was like, fuck yeah, guy. I saved the fucking bar. I'm the fucking hero, guys. And they're <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Job. I saved and I like, the bar. Yeah, and they were like, oh, and the guy behind him, that's like his agent. That's like his spotter, that kid's. And I was like, ah, fuck, that guy didn't come in. I, they call me Cop Killer Kelly, baby. I stopped him in the fucking tracks, dude. Ice cold. No feds in this building, baby. That's me. That's me. I was like, kept calling myself Cop Killer Kelly the whole day. And like, people would come up, like, how's it going? Like, how's it going, dude? I saved the fucking bar, dude. There's an 80s movie at the end. They're lifting me on their shoulders. I'm fucking the principal's daughter. You know what I mean? I don't like fucking rules, dude. 
I, that was like my favorite day door guy ever. I think that's hilarious though, because like wearing a Letterman's jacket, it's like it's like you're you're clearly trying to dress like you're underage. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't you, know. You'd think as an agent though, like y- you would try and go in the opposite direction. Like it's like yeah, like the ID is gonna say he's under twenty one. Mm-hmm. But like he's gonna try and dress just like any other guy in that line. He has a beard and a face tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Like like they get like they get the hairiest fucking agent in the. When I was fifteen, the- I had a full beard, and like yeah. I remember getting pulled over on my bicycle because the police thought I was like a homeless guy riding around the neighborhood. And when they realized I was like a teenager, they were like laughing. They were like, "Oh, dude, be honest. Like we thought you were just loitering around here. We we're gonna give you a ticket until you stay out of this area." And I was like, "No, I'm on my way home from work. Like, I worked at Starbucks." And they were like, "Brownie can- by D, son." Yeah, they were like, can you? ID. Dude, I was like, dude, I do not. I was like, I was homeschooled. I just graduated. Oh. Like, I don't have any type of ID, man. I don't even drive a car, bro. Like, it was like, I look so, I was like, dude. And they were like, could you buy liquor? And I was like, probably. And they were like, yeah, that'd be crazy. I would sell you liquor without IDing you. And I was like, is this like, you guys trying to entrap me? Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> but the thing I remember so much about getting pulled over that day is I was riding my bicycle home and like, they're coming this way. I'm coming the other way with cars. I do a little right, left turn. And I, I'm super, I have lights on my bike, but not super bright lights. But this guy pulls me over. He's like, do you know what my two least favorite things are? And I was like, unpunished crime and dirty cops. And his like partner laughs with the other guy, Dennis. He was like, Den-. he goes, no, when I have to tell, you know, people's parents why they got, you know, splattered on the side of the road because they didn't have bright enough lights on their bikes. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm like a teenager, dude. Please let me just ride my little bicycle home around my neighborhood. Man, I sucked at Starbucks. I loved it. Yeah. And from Starbucks to Sandra Bullock's uh, cousin. Yeah, look at me now. Who would have thought? Who would, could you imagine? Who would have, oh, my God, looking past, they go, wow, to think, come so far from working at one service industry job to every other single service industry job you can imagine. When I was at Starbucks, I worked hard. I was like, I'm going to be a manager. I'm going to be so good at this. It's so funny how quickly I learned a lesson where I was like, oh, dude, hard work does not equal more money. Like, it was like, wow, okay, I just can bounce around these jobs. They got more of them. That was the biggest thing I learned was like, yeah, if you lose a service industry job, there's another one you can get really easily. Typically same day. Yeah. You know? Oh, in this economy right now? Oh. You can go right next door and tell them exactly what happened at the last one. They'd be like, Well, can you start right now? Or like Yeah, for real. I love I love bad service. When I go into a restaurant and they're like, What do you want? Like Popeye's been that way since pre-pandemic. I remember going into Popeye's and it's like people they like barely even talk to each other, barely even talk to you. And it's like, did I get biscuits? Did you want biscuits? Oh, awesome. Yes, sir. I did. Thank you. I'm so scared right now. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I love sir. that shit. Yeah. That's how I want to work. That's funny because for, for lunch today, Katie and I went to the Waffle House down the street. Delicious. And first time in a while, they've actually had more than just two people like on staff at a time. But I mean, they were still slamming, you know, they were, they were running and gunning everything. And like, as we were, we were waiting for a table to get clear and the lady on the other side, you know, on the other end of the waffle house just yells uh-huh. down it's like, whoever's next for a booth, come on down. It's clean. Like get, you know, get over here. And so like we, we walk over there and then she's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I didn't mean to yell at you. It's just, it's really loud in here. And Katie goes, oh, that's okay. You know, it's the experience. <laughs> yeah it is and like yeah. even even the waffle house waitress was like yeah you right one time i was in waffle house and these like you know how sometimes they'll prop the back door open and smoke cigarettes like with it like half inside half outside yeah my favorite waffle house thing 
Um, I'm talking to the lady as she's doing that. And like the lady fry cook, who's like chilling. Cause just me and my bro in there, like three, four AM, whatever. Yeah. And then they were like, you know, the camera out by the back door is actually broken right now. So if you pop that door open, you can't see anything. There's no cameras on the other side of the cul-de-sac. None of us would want to die for this money. Someone comes up and say, open the safe. We just open the safe for him. And me and my bro were like, stop. Like, like <laughs> what do you read us as? Like, we were like, are you guys trying to get us to do this with y'all right now? Like, we were just like, uh-huh. And they're both like, yeah, uh-huh. Well, none of us would want to fight that, man. This is Waffle House. They're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna pay for our funeral, funeral visits. We were like, what? Okay. We're like, we're not are you guys trying to trick us? Like it was like the most like so like as long as they like left you're... a couple grand in there for us to take afterwards, you know, we wouldn't do anything. A hundred percent how they were talking to us. Like it was so much like, damn, so like, are you guys trying to get us to rob this place? Like it was like, okay. That's like me being like, God, I just love. You know, was it leaving was, money out on the counter when I use the restroom? <laughs> I just leave a little bit of money and my door unlocked. You know what I mean? Oh, I love doing that. I poop for two hours at a time. I put music on so I can't hear, but I leave $2,000 on my counter. You know, leave the, key, leave the keys in the lock. <laughs> I love leaving my motorcycle running while I work out for one to two hours. Uh, was this at the Waffle House? Uh like the only waffle house in Austin near the Love airport that waffle house. The best part of that waffle house is they used to have like no window because it was like boarded up. And then the sign yeah. was half tarp and it was spray painted the other heart of waffle. And then there was a big sign on the front door that said the best waffle house in Texas. And it's like, damn the ball. That's like me being like, yeah, I'm the most handsome guy in Austin. Like that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm like, that's so tight, dude. Just the balls of that. I'm the, I'm the best fighter in Texas. No one could whoop me. I'm the best fighter in all of Texas. You could not whoop me. Oh man! Oh man! I'm off the sugar, baby. I haven't had sugar in over perhaps like two weeks now. Well, I guess like just over a week. No sugar, baby. That's what they're calling me. The no sugar baby. No sugar baby. Yeah, we're off. I'm I'm only, I'm eating like I'm eating healthy, baby. I'm eat I'm I'm eat, I'm eating like uh like my ancestors did. All right, we're just fucking raw meat, <laughs> raw meat and grass. All right, uh, <laughs> I'm watching. I wander around, just grab onto nature, and I devour it, man. I've lost 15 pounds. I got fucking worms, all right? <laughs> Losing weight the wrong way. Uh, the only way. Nature's way. I, gave, I said, I'm giving my life to God, the God of the land and sea. And I've just been just walking around like I'm Godzilla, knocking over stuff, putting it in my mouth. And your eating, wife, your wife hasn't bark. been... Your wife hasn't said I should have left you in New Orleans. No, she's terrified of me. She cowers and screams. I usually have to pick her up in my arms as I scale a building. Which building is that? Frost Tower downtown. Oh, yeah. The fucking scale. hell. Oh, yeah. She's over my shoulder and I'm climbing up with one hand. Just screaming at the top of my lungs. Throwing up all over myself. Pooping everywhere. It's a mess. Welcome to the great state of Texas. Welcome to Austin. Welcome to Austin. Uh, it's not that great. <laughs> I'll be honest, dude. When I first moved to Austin, I was so about it because I was like, dude, it's so cheap here. It's so fun here. You know what I mean? It's like the yeah. traffic's great, except here in South by. And it's like, ooh. And then it was like, there in South by and now ACL. Oh, two weekend ACL. That's the worst part of Austin. But there's two weekends. And then everyone realized that if they just Airbnb their houses, they could live in Europe full time. And so you just have entire neighborhoods that are just short-term rentals for people to vacation at, no more long-standing communities. And everyone's freaking taxes are so high that everyone's rent is so high too, because people are like, oh, dude, if we just make a whole city of Airbnb, and then it's like, oh, but if I want to live at the mall at the domain, I just got to work at Oracle or Dell. 
and now I live at the mall. You see, there's a shooting out of the domain, the mall place that you live at. I don't. I didn't live at the domain. No, no, no but like one, if one were to live at the mall in Austin, yeah. they would live at the domain. Yeah, yeah. There's there a shooting there. Was it the guy who uh, held open the door for those people and they didn't say thanks? No way. Is that a thing? Yeah, there was like a local, like it was like a News Eight report I saw on Instagram. Where a guy, honestly, like honestly, he pulled out a gun. Wow, you know what, man? Sounds like he finally got pushed to the edge.